Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. This future is in our hands, and ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. We must go forward together. When I see that freedom simplified, I know it signifies courage, strength, and fearless pride. Now I know the bonds the that make us one. The bonds of love and There's loyalty and love. And we always set our sights on the brightest star. And the star. best is yet to come. And from New York's Freedom Tower to the Hollywood Hills, you feel the rising spirit of that relentless American will. United we rise, together we stand. We live on another, a better town we can. United we thrive since we began. We'll make America great again, again. United we fight for what we know is right. You can't keep us locked down and fill us full of fright. It's a future of it's our choice to make. As we proudly declare that we're American. American greatness, and that's what we have. Now don't worry, don't fall into despair. There's a helping hand everywhere. Let's raise our voice again in a solemn prayer Because we know that God has blessed America And this we can't believe He endowed us the right to pursue life and liberty Now to the brave men and women I see They fight to keep us safe and free they trek across the burning desert and brave their agencies And to all in law and order, battling right here between our shores Comes our greatest honor, and highest praise is yours From the green farms of Kentucky, to the golden sands of Cali From Boston's Brickline Freedom Trail Just feel 
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. That was uh, President Trump and America United We Rise. We're American. Dana Kamide. You can find that on YouTube. Another one of those patriotic songs, keeping the tradition going. That's what we're doing here. We're just going to keep it moving forth. And if you are new here to the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose, or what we do here is we are exposing the globalist agenda of the communist infiltration of the United States of America and the New World Order takeover of our planet. And if you think that that's a conspiracy theory, well, you know what? Look around because you begin to see some things that don't make a lot of sense. Today is full of a lot of that stuff that doesn't make much sense, and we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. But you know, I like to I like to give these little monologue intros because we get a lot of new people who uh, Tim talks English right there. Just followed on D Live. We get a lot of new people who are maybe not uh, aware of the Red Pill Project and what we do here, and we expose what we call the firestorm event, the uh, global destabilization, social destabilization, cultural destabilization. We have political destabilization. And this brings about a, a three-part cascade of society that ushers it into absolute chaos. Um, this is the the unstructuring of the fa family unit. This has been happening for well over 50 years in this country and is coming to a head right now, especially with the economic crisis that we are going through, which the, the government says there is no economic crisis. Uh, we also have George Soros appointed DAs, which are releasing prisoners and not prosecuting violent criminals. We have the Democrat governors, which are coming in and changing the laws and the rules pertaining to uh, various different crim criminals and releasing many of them onto the streets. This is producing a level of social destabilization within our cities that is spanning out to the suburban and the urban areas. And eventually that that is going to play a very, very large role in what happens here in the near future, especially when we have some type of event, chaos event, like a, a, a grid attack, a grid cyber attack, or an attack on infrastructure or the supply chain again, or another type of pandemic, whatever it might be, or even, or even just uh, the breakout of World War III or economic collapse, all of which are on the table right now. Vince, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? 
Oh, I had a fantastic weekend. Hope you're doing well. Um, <clears throat> happy to be here. I'm glad you brought up this immigration issue because uh, I think it's going to play a huge role as well. And my worst fear or my biggest concern is that they're recruited as essentially killers, hitmen. An army, yeah. An army. And, well, you know, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Phil Haney. So Phil Haney, if anybody doesn't know, you can go search his name, P-H-I-L-H-A-N-E-Y. He wrote a book in 2011, 2012, outlining the infiltration of the Muslim Brotherhood into our systems of government. In 2010, he was a senior executive over at the Department of Homeland Security, Security under Barack Obama and became a bona fide whistleblower exposing the radical fundamental Islamic infiltration of our country. Now, this was very pertinent during that time, 2008 to 2012. We know for a fact that uh, Hillary Clinton's chief of staff, right, is the daughter of the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. And so, obviously, she was married to uh, Anthony Weiner, who was a congressman at the time. Weiner's laptop that breaks up open a can of worms. Phil Haney was instrumental in going out there and unraveling a lot of this information. Um, and for many, many years, he was this beacon of truth and and, and exposing this agenda to infiltrate our our cities. And he talked a lot. Um, in 2021 and 2022 pertaining to how this illegal immigration is ramping up and how the cartels are utilizing illegal immigration to basically produce sleeper cells in our cities and are funding various programs very similar to Eric Holder's Fast and Furious where they're moving arms and drugs into Mm -hmm. our cities. We know that the Sinaloa cartels uh, were basically tasked between 2011 to 2016 with taking out a lot of the domestic drug trade. What do I mean by that is you had a lot of various gangs, biker gangs, <clears throat> bloods, crips, these types of people who um, in the mafia who basically controlled the drug trade here in the United States of America. The Sinaloa cartel went and started infiltrating a lot of these cities with MS-13 members and started executing and taking out a lot of those gangs and then taking over their beat, their drug beat, and taking over the drug trade in those areas. And then the next thing they did is they utilized a lot of the weapons that they gained from the Fast and Furious. This is where the FBI director uh, was running a secret program, running U.S. arms down to the border and giving them to the cartels in exchange for quote-unquote information. Um, And a lot of those are now coming back up over the border. And we're seeing all different types of people, 18 to 45 years of age, coming over the border that are from all different types of nationalities. The ones that scare me the most are the Chinese and the ones from Northern Africa, because the ones in Northern Africa, we know we're coming directly from Chinese trained militant camps. Uh, China has been running these in Northern Africa for, for quite a while. This is one of the main reasons for a lot of the proxy wars that we see happening in Africa. And they're bringing them to Venezuela and then straight up through the border. So we have infiltration within our cities of these basically military trained 18 to 45 year old uh, men who are ready for war and who have, who are armed to the teeth and also control the drug trade. And yeah. so there's a, a prime aspect of social destabilization, uh, by the way, Phil Haney go on a little bit more about that. In uh, January of 2021, Phil Haney was on uh, a, f- a fellow friend's radio show, John B. Wells' radio show. Yeah. 
and uh, John B. Wells, good friends with Phil Haney, um, was discussing that Phil had a new contact that he was working with and he had some breaking news that he was about to uncover a whole new criminal um, organization that he had discovered and he was about to break the story the following week he just had to go meet with his informant and john b well asked him live on the air and said well Fa phil i mean is 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 everything okay he goes look john I, i'm not suicidal i'm in good health good mental health i got a new girlfriend everything's fine with me if i if i die please investigate that week, Phil Haney went to meet with his informant, and uh, the police found him with a single bullet, a single gunshot wound to the head under a bridge underpass in California and deemed it a suicide. So, obviously, Phil was on to something there, and I'm wondering what was really going on. But I haven't really heard much after that from Phil about Phil Haney and his death. They just kind of covered it up and let it go because usually when people die, uh, in, in the, the fight for truth and information, that story dies with them because nobody else wants a bullet in their head deemed suicide. Yeah. We see a lot of that, don't we? Don't we? I mean, uh, Christopher yeah. Sign. Christopher, did anybody know who Christopher Sign is? Mm, I have no clue. Christopher Sign. You know, I'm going to pull up something because this will be a good, uh, kind of a good point to this. Uh, this will be good. This will be good. I like this. All right. Um, see if I can find this pretty fast. Probably not. Yeah. Hmm. You know, while you look for that, um, yeah, a lot of damage could be done by this infiltration of uh, various groups through our open border. But I'm somewhat optimistic that although they could do a lot of damage, I think between the citizens and our military and our national guards and people who actually uh, stand mm -hmm. up for the right things in this world, in our country would prevail. However, it's not anything I ever want to see if something like that were to unfold where there was, a firestorm event of multiple calamities all at once and at the same time some sort of civil war or the guise of a civil war a civil war under the guise of foreign infiltrators right the way yeah but i think they could no i don't think it's a good long-term sustainable plan for them well no it, it, it's not and you know what we're going to see here is that they want to produce a color revolution in our country and it's already started. It's already happening right now, right in front of you. Okay. So what we're about to see, and I got to find this post, what we're about to see is some type of event, some type of catalyst event that ushers in this level of social destabilization. Now, I suspect that it's going to be financial collapse. We just had uh, a whole indication of this with the two-year yield this weekend. Last night, the two-year yield dropped massively, tanked, and then artificially whoop, went back up. And there's question whether this was a glitch or not a glitch. Really? That's right. Uh-oh. I found it. 
I found it. Found Eureka. It. Eureka. I'll bring this one up. We'll, we'll talk about this here for a second because I think this is important. Yeah. This is post 36. Military intelligence, no media, no leaks. How many military generals have been in and out of the White House the past 30 days? This is old, obviously 2017. The part you want to focus on right here um, is what slush fund? Okay, so how does Soros, Obama, Clinton, Holder, Lynch, etc., all net many millions of dollars normally within a single tax year? What was negotiated in the tarmac between Bill Clinton and Lynch? Remember, it was suspected HRC was going to win during this period of time. What if the Wizards and Warlocks tipped off a local reporter as it is supposed on scheduled stop? What if under the NSA, what if the NSA under the personal direction of Admiral R had this meeting miscategorized and logged under false I- identity to prevent bad actors from locating while also verifying two said players was all clear underscore no logs? What really happened when Wizards and Warlocks revealed what they had? Was Comey forced into the spotlight shortly thereafter, not by choice, right before the election, no doubt, which casts suspicion? There are crumbs you cannot imagine the full and complete picture. If Trump failed, if failed, the HRC assumed control. We as patriots were prepared to do the unthinkable. This is leaked internally and kept the delegate recount scam and BO from declaring fraud. Okay, so what they're actually talking about here, and this is why there's a massive legitimacy to what Q is. Um, So this actually came out in Christopher Sign's book. And so if you guys don't know who Christopher Sign is, he was the Fox News affiliate reporter in Phoenix, Arizona. And he basically wrote in his autobiography that he was tipped off by someone very, very high up in intelligence in Washington, D.C. that goes by the codename of S. And this person named S tipped him off that Bill Clinton was going to be meeting with Loretta Lynch on the tarmac in Phoenix and that he needed to get a camera crew down there. And sure enough, it was happening. Getting the camera crew down there, bring media attention to it is what allowed the NSA to actually record the conversation of which Admiral Rogers miscategorized the log file, took a copy of it. They utilized it as, um, they utilized it as kind of weight against Comey to reopen the Hillary Clinton investigation, email investigation three days before the 2016 election. And what they were ultimately ready to do was to basically do a military coup. And you know what? They probably should have done that instead of letting Trump go in there because I guarantee you, we would have had uh, our country back by now, but either way, the reason why Christopher sign is so important and why I brought him up pertaining to, um, Phil Haney is this, is that if you start looking into Christopher Sign, you start noticing some very interesting things. Number one is he was a division one football player at the university of Alabama, the same alma mater as Jeff Sessions and as well, the same fraternity as Jeff Sessions. And he personally knows Jeff Sessions, who he was good friends with. So when he says that someone very high up in intelligence by the code name of S is the one that tipped him off about the tarmac meeting. And Jeff Sessions was going to be Donald Trump's attorney general. He was a senator who was the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. (laughs) Member of the Gang of Eight. You better believe that Christopher Sign was getting his intelligence from Jeff Sessions. Um, And that that is what kind of legitimizes a lot of this Q stuff when you start looking at that post specifically because Christopher Sign actually came out and told this story. He never named Jeff Sessions. And unfortunately, Christopher Sign can't name anybody anymore because in June of 2021, 
Christopher Sign hung himself exactly at midnight in his office at his house with a dog leash around his office door handle. And if you know anything about door handles and hangings, that is a clear indication of Mossad or intelligence agencies killing you, um, which most likely wasn't a suicide people. But I wanted to bring that up because that's two people who sought the truth and were Clintonized. That's right. He basically, he was one of the determining factors that lost Hillary Clinton that election. And he died because of it. So, Vince. Wow. Totally forgot his name. Oh, yeah. So, Vince, let me ask you this. How do you lose an $80 million... <laughs> fighter jet it doesn't happen dude i don't believe this story one bit you know i i talked to obviously a good friend of ours who's who's listening in right now today oh, good and, and he's like it's kind of logical that it happens the way it happens it seems unbelievable but um maybe it, it happens right um and that what would happen is when the guy ejected so he has some type of terminal malfunction he ejects Basically, you blow the shit out of that cockpit, which is going to be uh, very detrimental for all the electronics inside of that, which basically could easily disable the, the transponder, all this stuff. Um, planes sometimes recover. They go into a, a zombie flight, and they eventually run out of fuel and crash. And so, yeah, they found the debris, what, about 10 miles away in a, in a lake or something. Um, do I believe it? I just can't. I don't know. I'm like, I'm highly. How skeptical. do you lose this thing? Like, you know, th there's these like little things like this big. They're GPS trackers that you can pop on like someone's book bag or car, and you ain't gonna lose that stuff. You you have you you have uh, passive RFID indicators to where you can send a signal out, a wideband signal, and ping something and get an RFID tag backwards. Okay, I, I don't care that it's stealth. And, I, and by the way, by the way, I have to give a shout out to this, the American stealth engineers out there. They built a plane, plane so damn stealthy that we couldn't even find it. Yeah, we lost that, it. That we lost the sumbitch. <laughs> yeah. That's that, a that's, that, so Yeah, it's pretty. Hey, look, if we can't find our own plane when we're looking for it, that's uh, a pretty damn stealthy plane. I would love to see all the evidence, though. I want to. I want to be convinced. You won't. Hundred percent. I know. Which you have from, to. From what about. I heard, and for all the Marines out there, it was a Marine Corps pilot, and he dropped his uh, package of crayons, and when he leaned mm. down mm. to grab his crayons, he hit the eject button. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Marines. But yeah, no, very interesting story. There's a lot of speculation going on. Um, yeah. Early this morning, when I woke up, I first saw the reports. There was reports. People were saying that. Uh, um, it was a test of artificial intelligence autopilot systems. This could be true. This could be false. I don't know. Um, you wouldn't be doing testing in that range. You wouldn't be doing it in that operational area. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's other theories out there that Chinese satellites, Chinese balloons. Um, Hacking. You know, I, I still hold this true. And the reason I do. And, and it's speculative. I have no evidence to back this up, except for past 
uh, speculation and evidence that we have. Number one, if you go back to 2017, 2018, you have various U.S. naval ships that ran aground and killed sailors. And they blame this on navigational errors and poor training of the servicemen, which easily could be possible, but highly unlikely. Uh, Number two, the USS Connecticut last year in the South China Sea, they had encroached into Chinese waters, their submarine. That's what they do. Hmm. And apparently hit an underground mountain. Submarines don't hit underground mountains. That just doesn't happen. Uh, That's kind of what they're built not to do. Uh, Most likely, my theory is, is that that submarine was disabled somehow and crashed into a mountain and had to immediately surface and then went to Guam. Um, you've had a number of commercial and military flights in Southern California, which is the El Central range in that area where we have seen massive amounts of flights crash. One of them, a commercial flight, uh, which was in uh, San Ysidro area, the flight indicators showed that the pilot thought that he was much higher in altitude than he actually was and ran into a roof of a house. So his instruments were malfunctioning. This past year, we had two sets, one week after another, of helicopters crash into each other. That's like two tortoises running at each other full speed and smashing into each other. Okay? Now, this could be th- those types of things could be due to vaccine injury. There could be a lot of other things at play. But the uh, absorbent amount of military aircraft that have crashed and the, the versatility of it, like ships, submarines, aircraft, helicopters brings me to the idea that there's something much, much greater going on and that this F-35 potentially, potentially, we don't have the evidence, we'll probably never see the evidence, could be one of the factors of this. And I believe that the Chinese most likely have some type of electromagnetic weapon. Oh, I'm sure. And that electromagnetic weapon can be put on a satellite balloon, one of their balloons, and easily target aircraft uh, if they approach changes in wind speed and velocity. And and by the way, you could easily do that. And that could be one of, you know what? That actually could be one of the reasons for the Chinese balloons and why the Chinese balloons were where they were at. Because if you're trying to find a way to detect stealth aircraft, you're not going to be able to get a radar cross-section on the F-35 because it has the radar cross-section of a freaking small little sparrow. But one thing you would be able to do is you'd be able to detect fluctuations within the atmosphere. Hmm. And so if you have an aircraft traveling 400 miles per hour in the atmosphere, you'll be able to detect that. Now, if you correlate that information from these balloon-based satellites, right, you're, you're detecting small minor fluctuations within air currents. And then you have radar cross-sections and you're getting something the size of a, a softball at... 40,000 feet. Now you have a, a, a point of triangulation. Just, I'm just saying, I'm just kind of expanding out. But here's the thing is if China did something like that, that's an act of war, unless it's a methodology that we cannot compete against. Whereas if we went to war with China and we launched our entire air force at them and they just dropped them in a heartbeat, that's an instant loss and we wouldn't want that. So therefore this would be under rats and top secret. 
my speculation, my my radar, um, we have 108 Chinese aircraft approaching Taiwan two days in a row. We have uh, Chinese encroachments in Chinese airspace and Chinese seaway or Taiwanese seaways the last week and a half. Uh, we have the ramping up of of many different pundits talking about um, China's instability these days. Number one that I'll actually go to is I will go to something that I was just, um, where is it? Where is it? Regarding this jet F-35 situation. Yeah. Didn't they ground all planes for several days too? Yeah, they they have grounded all planes for two days. And that's kind of typical, by the way. So that's... Yeah, even though they found it, they're like still... Yeah. That's weird. But if it's typical, I don't know. Well, they want to find the reason why it happened. It could be a problem with the aircraft. So they're going to do a ground stop, try to determine what happened to the aircraft. Oh, I see. Right. So that's kind of... uh, Kind of standard. Um, I'm looking for a post that I was talking about on Twitter. Twitter. Um, let me game. All right. Game actually just posted about this and I thought it was quite, Oh, I know where it is. It's in my bookmarks. That's why I can't find it. There it is. Okay. Game tech politics actually reposted this. This is from earlier this year. Everyone forgets about the leaked memo from the air force general, Mike Minahan. Maybe we should remind everyone that we are at war. It's truly time to face reality. Information war will lead us to death. Why? Well, the hard truth will, um, you'll have to hate me, but I'll say the crazy thing. So you don't have to. The answer is because we're not smart. Our education has failed us, but that's a different topic. Wake up before it's too late. And this is, uh, from, uh, general United States air force, Mike Minahan. And what he says here is February 23rd. This was a leaked memo, by the way. Um, I hope I am wrong. My gut tells me that we will fight in 2025. Z secured his third term and set his war council on October, 2022. Taiwan's presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Z a region. United States presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Z a distracted America. Z's Z's team, reason, and opportunity are all aligned for 2025. We spent 2022 setting the foundation for victory. We'll spend 2023 in crisp operational motion building on that foundation. If you want to know the operational motion I demand looks like, Look at what the total force team Charleston did in January. Commander's intent, go faster, drive readiness, integration, and agility for ourselves and the joint force to deter and, if required, defeat China. And he goes on to talk about how to defeat China and why we are at basically a Cold War with China right now. And so when we understand that, then we can see why maybe special weapons are being utilized in this capacity. And here's the thing is I don't think that it's just China. I think that the United States has weather manipulation technology that we're seeing used. Uh, there is actually, man, I, I, do I have this on here? There is actually a very compelling video. Cause you, you remember I came out against the whole Maui and do thing, right? Directed energy weapons in Maui. Hmm. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. There was a video that came out a few days ago. That was rather convincing of this. Yeah, I remember we looked at the melted aluminum, though. Well, no, this is actually, I I think I posted it on my Telegram. Let me see if I can find it on my Telegram real quick. Because 
this one was like rather not rather it was quite convincing because it had the significance of data to back up the claim okay let, let me find this real quick this is this is going to be good yeah it sounds sounds interesting i probably got to go back a little while um that's that one oh come on i don't have it on there ah some bitch Well, let me see here. Maybe it's on my TikTok. I tip. I, I learned how to use the favorite function in TikTok, mm. but unfortunately, my TikTok ain't loaded. Anyways, what what he had did is he had. Um, th this is a guy that obviously knew what he was doing, and he took satellite information, public satellite information. And he had coordinated that around with uh, Chinese satellites. Oh, so wow. he had basically found that at the time of these various fires that were breaking out in Maui, there was Chinese military satellites directly above those areas. Wow. It was, it was pretty damn compelling. Um, so oh. with that being said, I, I would come to the conclusion that there is a good chance that those Maui fires could have been created by directed energy weapons that China has. Now, let me ask you this is if you have an enemy who has a, a weapon that you can't compete with, are you going to go, are you going to declare war with them and go to war with them? No, I it's a hard one, so. right? Yeah, it's a hard one. So I think that there could be this kind of like, mutually assured destruction standstill, but yet this clandestine action that's going on. The United States has weather manipulation technology. The United States has um, directed energy weapons. I think China has directed energy weapons. The reason I know that China has them is because they stole them from us. I, I mean, for almost two decades, the United States politicians and key government people, military as well, were selling U.S. secrets directly to China. In exchange for various different kickbacks. How do those kickbacks work? Well, you know, how do politicians take money from China? Really easy. China goes out there, has an investment company. That investment company goes to the United States, starts investing in various different U.S.-based companies. One of those U.S.-based companies might be Netflix or a media corporation or a book publisher. When that politician gets out of office, that company receives a, a nice flow of cash from its investors. That cash gets utilized to give Barack Obama a $46 million book deal. It's really yeah. that simple, people. And guess what? That $46 million that went from that pu book publisher into his hands that came from an investor that came from the Chinese Communist Party was most likely aid through another country, a proxy that came from the U.S. taxpayer, because that's how it works. Non-government organizations, nonprofits, philanthropies, charities, and aid money. Your U.S. tax dollars are being utilized to basically fund all of this treason, crime, sedition, and so forth. I wonder if there's as many quote-unquote wild, wildfires in China as there are in the u.s and canada if there's what if there's a bunch of fires in china as well or if there's just this 
Yeah, or if everybody's attacking everybody else with well, fire. Well, you get the three gorgeous dam. So, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, l- let's say that there's, 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 like, this level of mutually assured destruction. Yeah, you want to use that type of stuff against us, then we're going to, you know, we're going to flood the Three Gorges Dam, and it's going to collapse, and it's going to take out a billion people. I mean, that's kind of how this warfare is operating. And, you know, and not ev- by the way, not everything is weather warfare and weather manipulation, and not everything is a conspiracy. And that's one thing that we have to utilize with our hypercritical analysis, right? That not everything is such. We have to keep that that mental framework, right? We have to use that uh, that, that deep level of, of intuition to understand that, hey, look, not everything is a conspiracy. But a lot of things are, especially these days. And there's been a lot of flooding in China, um, as we've talked about. So Let's think about this. The U.S. dollar is not doing too well. It is being hyper-manipulated. Like I was talking last night, we had the two-year yield um, crash down and then had a massive spike back upwards, as in massive amounts of capital was pumped back into it to keep it afloat. This is most likely the, the Fed doing so. We have the Fed meeting this week. We, if we remember correctly, we had uh, July inflation numbers, which were, um, by the way, July inflation numbers were said to be decreasing, and they revised them last month, and they actually decreased and were lower than estimates, which means that they were um, inflation had actually risen. We go back to uh, August again. We see that quarter two GDP, which showed GDP growth in the second quarter. Joe Biden came out. I told you the economy's good. Oh, the economy's great. And sure enough, that wasn't the case. GDP actually declined through the revised numbers. We see August inflation wasn't that good and most likely is going to have revised numbers. We have the debt ceiling that has hit its max. Get to remember, in three months, they spent a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars in three months. Wow. I mean, yes. I, I saw our buddy Nino, Nino Rodriguez today, post something on uh, uh-huh. on Twitter. He said that, uh, I, I want to read his, his uh, post because I, I kind of went off on this a little bit. And oh. I didn't mean to be a dick, but it, it probably came out that way. But... What I said specifically is, well, he said, I may have alluded that Matt Getz was a bad guy or a deep state in my broadcast this morning. My apologies to Matt Getz. I may not agree with his approach, but I do believe he is a patriot. I replied back, they are all fucking bad guys. If anyone thinks that any of the elected officials give a flying fuck about them, they are delusional. We elected them in January. We have yet to get anything we elected them for. This pattern will persist as they keep pointing fingers at the next scapegoat. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I have to agree with you. It's all one big game, okay? Lauren Boebert sitting at the Beetlejuice thing. I didn't vape with her Democrat boyfriend. Huh. Come on, people. What did did, uh, Madison Cawthorn say? 
Madison Cawthorn, who is no longer in Congress, got removed from Congress. Not anybody in the Freedom Caucus stood up for him and said anything. No Jim Jordan, no Matt Getz, no Lauren Burbert, no MGT. Nobody said, oh, Madison's being attacked by the Republicans because he spoke out about their orgy. Guess what? They were probably all at his orgy. And whose orgy was it? Kevin McCarthy's. What were they doing that according to Madison? Oh, they were blowing coke on the back of the uh, asses of whores. Oh, who else was there? Democrats. Guys, th th this is a big old game and you weren't invited. They don't give a crap about any of us. I mean, luckily, Ken Paxton in Texas didn't get ejected, didn't get impeached. But that tells oh, yeah. you a lot about Texas, doesn't it? Th yeah. That's how close Texas is to turning. We are, you know, we think that we're winning, but we're in a very serious problem because anybody who goes to Washington, D.C. is immediately corrupted. And I want you to understand that it's not the people. It's the place. OK, it's not the people. It's the place when you get in there to stay there, to keep your power, to keep your seat. You have to make deals. When you make deals, you become dependent upon those people to stay in power. And when you're dependent upon people, guess what happens? You have to do their favors. You have to do what they tell you to do. You have to vote the way they tell you to vote. When was the last time a congressman actually wrote a bill? Anybody? Because they're not writing these fucking things. Their staffers are writing them. Their staffers are writing them with who? With the lobbyists. That's who's writing bills. You no longer have political power in this country. The political power is exported to foreign and private interests. That's the truth, people. The only way, the only way that we, the American people, will take our power back politically in the current system that it is, is if we come together and we form the lobby of the American people. And we get billions of dollars raised, and we go in there and we outfund all the corporations and all the foreign entities. And guess what? That's not going to happen. But here's the thing is this is why the system was created the way it was originally. It's not meant to be like this. It's only like this because we allotted it to. It's only like this because we put our guard down and we let them pass the rules, the laws, and the regulations. We let them grant themselves complete immunity. We allowed themselves allowed them to give themselves a lifetime of their base pay. Zero tax. Did you know congressmen pay zero taxes? I zero. That. Zero wow. taxes. Oh, yeah. They don't pay taxes. Oh, but our military does. Hmm. What else we got today? A lot of F-35 stuff. Oh, yeah. That was such a weird situation. It was. It was. But you know what? It'll all get worked out. And I, I, there's some, like, dude on... There, there's some dude on Twitter. He was posting all the... Uh, 
the Sky King stuff with the, uh, the Q400. The Q400 over uh, um, SeaTac Airport during the Q days, the op that went on, which I truly do believe is an op. I, you know, a lot of these Q guys on Twitter, and no offense to them, maybe they just they didn't live it. And the reason I said they didn't live it is that there was real-time things happening at the point in time that those posts came out that have context and relevance to those posts, right? And they're looking at that four years later, and they're trying to coordinate that into modern-day events. And some of them do. Some of them don't. This was interesting. I want to talk about this for a second because – uh, I disagree with this guy's comments on this, and, and you guys might disagree with me. Uh, viewer discretion is advised on this video. Um, this was a video that just came out today of two men fighting. They both got guns pointed at each other. They go around the corner. The guy in the black shirt, he does the uh, the fatal move of putting his gun down to go fight the guy hand-to-hand. The other guy shoots at him, misses. He goes to reach his gun, boom, shot in the head. Dead. Oh, my God. Okay. And it might be old. I, I don't care that this is old. Eric Spracklin says, black culture cannot be fixed. It's too late. I'm sorry, but that is one of the... I would even say that's kind of a, a, a racist comment. That comment's bullshit. This is not a result of black culture. This is a result of cultural suppression and systemic poverty. Oh, yeah, I said it. (laughs) To gain the votes of black people in the 1960s, Democrat politicians destabilized their communities, pumped drugs into them, and removed the family structure. In so producing a culture of systemic poverty dictated by a government helping hand that acted as a neo-feudalistic structure, ultimately driving the urge for organized crime, chaos-derived community control, and warfare. The black people of this country have an amazing culture that is rich and fascinating. That was destroyed by politicians and greed. I think this is right. me off when people say stuff like that. You know, oh, black culture cannot be fixed. That's not black culture. That that is a manufactured situation that can be easily fixed and remedied. By removing the constraints that produced it in the first place. And that goes into the social and cultural destabilization that we've talked about on the show multiple times. This is how it happens. Lawlessness is allowed to ensue. Why? Because you have economic pressures that come down onto these people. Then you have governmental restraints that come down from those economic pressures. And this produces situations where people, they don't have much choice but to resort to drug dealing and crime and prostitution and these types of things those things are not resemblant in a healthy society the reason why they're not prevalent in a healthy society because in a healthy society the community takes care of each other go to small town america go to small Small town America, where there's a factory there that is thriving and all the people are well and duly employed. You don't have this. No, very low crime. And unfortunately, this man, whoever he is, who said that uh, comment, ignorant comment, he's a victim of exactly what they want our country to be. And that's everybody 
mm-hmm. against each other because of their race or their religion or whatever it may be. And it's sad. Yeah. So, and by the way, there's a reason, there's a rhyme and a reason for everything under the sun. And there's a reason that stuff is happening. Specifically, that is happening because there's going to come a point relatively soon. And we got our naysayers out there. We got our trolls. This audience right here is has been through the, the thick and the thin with us, right? There was a time three years ago when I, I was going to say what I'm going to say next, and people were like, you're such doom and gloom. It's always, it's always just this negative outlook on the future with you, man. I can't take it, and I need hope. I need hope. Hope don't pay the bills, bro. What do I mean by that? It might pay all these influencers' bills when they pump that hopium out there, but at the end of the day, metaphorically speaking, hope doesn't get the job done. Hope doesn't bring to light the problems within our society, within our politics, within our world. The only thing that does that is truth, the dose of truth. And truth is a very, very hard pill to swallow. Right now, if you want my honest opinion, I don't know how much longer we have as a society, American culture, global society, but there are radical trans. There are radical transmutations occurring right now on this planet. What do you mean, transmutation? Well, the things are changing quickly. Social, social, economic, and political. Those three things: social, economic, political. Okay. What? The transitions that are occurring right now socially. Think about all the cultural hijacking that is going on right now in society. The, the trans movement, the LGBTQ movement, the, uh, the 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 division being driven between racism. Yeah, climate changers. Climate changers. Okay. Whatever they call them. This is radicalized culture. Culture defines politics. So therefore, you will see a change within politics. Yeah. Politics di- di- uh, dictates economic restraint, regulation, right? Growth and shrinkage. So we have three points of of manipulation that are occurring right now, social, political, and economic. And we are coming to a point where one of those systems is eventually going to give out. It's going to collapse. The reason I say that is because a system itself, metaphorically speaking, can only take so much strain before it collapses under its own stress. Right? Right? Now, is that going to be society that, hey, we're just done and it's time for civil war? I don't think that that's going to be the route. Is it going to be um, political destabilization to the point where people no longer trust them and they go after them and martial law is declared? That's a good possibility, especially with 2024 coming up in the election. Or is it going to be economic? I think that the next weapon that's going to be utilized, and I've said this before, people. I think that it's going to be sequential. I think it's going to start economically or kinetically. I think there's going to be some type of skirmish between two superpowers, U.S., Russia, U.S., China, something of that nature, Iran, Israel, South Korea, North Korea, something of that nature, or Ukraine is going to hit a massive target in Moscow. Ukraine is going to get one in, and they're going to hit the Kremlin when Putin's in there. And there's going to be NATO coordination in that event, and that's going to escalate, okay? 
From that point of that kinetic incident, you are going to see the markets begin to tumble. Okay? Or the markets can begin to tumble because guess what? We have like three different bubbles right now in the United States. You have the dollar bubble, you have the real estate bubble, and you have the inflation bubble. One of those is eventually going to pop. And when they do, it pops all the other ones. So you have that. This is a very dire situation, people. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wish I could sit here and say, look, Trump and the White Hats, they got everything under control. Go back to sleep, America. The best is yet to come. Everything's all good. Fist bump. Don't have to worry, man. They're going to save the day. Superman's going to rush in. Jesus is going to fucking ride old down on a big old fluffy white cloud shooting laser beams out of his ass, taking down the deep state. Everything's good, man. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And how do I know it's not going to happen? Historically, every time humanity has came to this point, these various points of precipice, what has happened? The, I don't worst, know, was... the worst has ensued. Revolution. Revolution attempts. You either have collapse and then take over from the outside or revolution. Historically, this is what's always happened. And so when we look at the situation right now, yeah, the United States begins its collapse. You know what I would see if the United States, let's say that we had economic or political collapse in the United States of America. And what do I mean by political collapse? I mean that there's complete distrust and disdain for our politicians in Washington, D.C., to the point where states which are taken back politically, which we're doing in 2024, we did in 2022, um, begin to turn against them. So I, I see that politically in the United States, there would have to be a multi-point program in order to have this happen. Number one is a state like Texas would have to rise up and contest the federal government. No, we're not doing that. F you, that's not happening. That's unconstitutional. Substantial evidence has to come forth again pertaining to voter fraud. Remember, Donald Trump has the smoking gun for Georgia. What the fuck, dude? Where is it? Come on, man. Release this shit. Let, let's get the show on the road. Timing is everything. Patience. No. We waited almost four years. I'm done with patience. Okay? I'm about to go to the lake. Put my scuba gear on. All right? Nobody has patience anymore. But my theory, my thoughts, are that you're going to see something come about which is going to prompt states to organize together. And you're going to have red states all coalesce together. You're going to have like the, the purple states begin to move towards the red states because they know that's going to be the majority of the states as well as their, their route for survival. They are going to turn on the federal government. The federal government will impose martial law. They will try to go against those states. Those states will rise up, disband the federal charter, and we will see basically a cold civil war be waged at that point. And the federal government will die out while all the representatives get called back to their individualized states. That's my theory on that. I think that that potentially could happen. That could happen either pre-2024 election or post. I guarantee you, if Donald Trump does not win in 2024 or he's not on the ballot, that is going to happen post-2024 election. Texas is like, we're done, dude. See ya. And Oklahoma and Louisiana and Mississippi and Arkansas and all of them are going to say, we're out of here. 
See you guys. Because like they say, this is America's last hope. And I do agree with that. So that's one scenario we can see unraveling here. Another one is let's say that there's global war. Let's say that World War III actually does break out. It's not nuclear, but World War III breaks out in the European theater. What, what do they do? U.S. recruitment rates have dropped 50% in the last year. So that means that they need people. Well, the first thing they do is they're going to call back all inactive reserves. They're going to call back all the veterans who served back to active duty. They can do that at any point in time. And then what they're going to do is they're going to implement the draft. This is why you see one of the pushes to get all the women into the draft. They're going to re-implement the draft. And all able-bodied men, 18 to 45, will be sent overseas. So what happens when you have all the strong men in a society that are sent off to war? Very similar to what happened in the 1940s in the United States. In the 19... Uh, in the 1919s, 1917, 1918, in the United States, you have a level to where the female has to rise up and take a level of authority over the family structure. Well, guess what? We don't have that same society anymore. That mother is now working eight to 10 hours a day because you need dual income families. So who's going to be that one that steps in? It's not the grandparents because they're either dead from the vaccine or they're working eight hours a day, it's going to be the government. It's going to be the schools that rise in and take care of that generation. But also what happens, those same sleeper cells become active. Social destabilization begins as a catalyst. Terrorism becomes rampant. America gets attacked from the inside because all the strong men are gone overseas now. And the United States begins to crumble. And I would actually say, Christopher, it's forced devolution. So those are just two scenarios that we could see potentially coming. And people are like, dude, that's so doom and gloom. Tell me a different scenario. Show me a different path. And I don't mean it's doom and gloom, because here's the thing, is if you know it's going to happen, then if that stuff did occur, guess what? Don't comply. Band together. Spread the word. Make sure that, say, nobody says... Okay, we're we're the draft is implemented. Fuck you. Okay, ready reserve. Time to get called up. Fuck you. It's really that simple, people. D don't go. Band together. Hell no, we won't go. We're not complying. This is why we talk about these scenarios. Not that they're going to happen, but if they do happen, we can stand up and rise up against it. We can say, hey, look, this is shit. This is what Josh was saying was going to happen. We can't allow this to happen. We need to stop this from happening. What are other things that can potentially happen, Vince? Oh, gosh, dude. Aliens. I guess Aliens. that's always on the table. They keep throwing it out there. Aliens. You know, someone, uh, I think it was uh, MG show, Jeff, mm -hmm. he posted like, um, the only thing that they have left is a fake alien invasion. I'm like, what? The only thing they have left? Dude, you got economic collapse. You got World War III. You got a new pandemic. You, you got tons of options. You have the assassinations. You, you have tons of options on the table before a fake alien invasion. By the way, um, I'll, I'll actually go share this because this was actually an important piece of news oh, really? that I What's saw that? today. 
well, let me find it. I got yeah. so many F-35 posts, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Jim Ferguson, uh, former parliamentary candidate, the Brexit Party, Bargsley, businessman, entrepreneur, um, one of the uh, the truth people out there in the UK. Breaking news alert, UK biohazard tents are being erected at Dover and people seen wearing full hazmat suits have been witnessed here. It's unclear at this stage which has prompted this. However, there are breaking reports that a deadly virus identified in India called Nipah with a kill rate of 75% um, is potentially spreading globally. And they declared, uh, I think, an epidemic right now in uh, India. And then this one. And her. She's awesome. I want to play this. This is good. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Let me go like this. Let's play this. If you haven't heard the speech that Corella de Hochul in New York said earlier, you have to watch this. News is coming at a perfect time. My team and I just got off a call with the FDA confirming that the COVID vaccine is on its way to New York. Some doses shipped last night. We expect many more of later this week. The updated vaccine guards against the newer COVID strains because it was built off the Omicron XXB 1.5 variant. That's what we're calling it now. It matches the new variants that are now dominant. So it's really a customized vaccine. It's offered by Pfizer Moderna. In this case, they literally recommended that everyone six months and older should get a shot. You only need one. No more double doses. And again, they'll be starting here in New York on Friday. Doctors, office, pharmacies, healthcare providers. You can make an appointment online. That's still available. It just takes a couple minutes. And what I want to talk about is what's different about this vaccine and why should people get it? A couple of points. First of all, it is literally a new vaccine. It is not a booster shot. It is not an enhancer. It is a new vaccine designed to attack the new variants. A booster is a vaccine you get the same one over and over and over just to build up your resiliency. This is a new vaccine built specifically to match these circulating strains. So it doesn't matter if you've already been vaccinated. Take no comfort in that. Thank you for getting vaccinated in the past, but that is not protecting you today. You need to know that. You don't have the immunity built up over time. So as the virus evolves, this is where our scientists and researchers and companies have to get ahead of it. The virus evolves, so must our response. So here's the simple message, New Yorkers, get the vaccine. That is the best way by far to protect yourself and those around you. And we're smart, we're resilient, we protect each other. We've done this since March of 2020, no reason to stop now. Six months is the age, sounds young, but children get shots from birth they can do it i encourage everyone don't let your baby be one that is in a cold dark scary place unknown to them scary for your child think about them and get them vaccinated so they can't protect themselves they have no choice they're counting on their parents to do the right thing if you have underlying conditions you really truly have to do this because you are also in a point of vulnerability so people don't realize this, but 70% of adults have at least one underlying condition, regardless of your age. 70% of adults have at least one underlying condition that puts you at greater risk 
of contracting a serious case. So they will say absolutely anything to get you to get these shots in you. It's crazy. But what is that spill about your babies being in a dark spot? I wonder if that's because she's starting these quarantine camps. All of y'all that think that nothing's about to happen, just wait. We've been saying this for years, and they are about to push it. Damn right. Depopulation Oof. agenda inbound. They really want people to take these unstudied jabs again. Well, you know, listen to what Hokel said. Mm -hmm. the you do not have immunity from your other vaccines for the strain isn't that what we said three years ago and they're like you guys don't trust the science you don't know what you're talking about i give you all the thoughts and i'll be i'll be superman i won't get sick yeah. totally and what do you think about the virus going around in india I think um, there's going to be a lot. So I've said this with the mosquitoes. Remember this? Is that we're not going to have, potentially not going to have another global pandemic. But instead, what you're going to see is geolocated, geo centric viral outbreaks within areas where lots of people will die, but it'll be contained within that area. Why? People are immunocompromised. I guarantee you. I, I want someone that I want someone to test me on this. Go find the area right now where the Nipah virus is breaking out, and then go back to March two thousand twenty-one, and look at the regions in India that had the two hundred million vaccines. I fucking guarantee you. Yeah, probably. I bet now now I gotta look that up. It's hard to find. Keywords. Uh, let me see here. We have. Well, how about this? One billion people in India are vaccinated. Gosh, it's a lot. 1,025,789,302 people with one dose administrated of a Covaxin or the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine or Sputnik V, which is the Russian version. 952 million people have been fully vaccinated with both doses of them. This is vaccines in India. Yep, 200, 200 million doses uh, administered in India. This is the Hindustan Times. Uh, let me see. This Remember, this was the landmark inoculation they did? No. What? Yeah, so 200 million vaccines administered in India. The total no. number of doses of vaccines administered in India crossed uh, 200 million on Wednesday in a significant landmark for the country's inoculation campaign. The total number of doses of the vaccine administered across India crossed 200 million on Wednesday. Um, India had administered 200,494,000 doses of the vaccine to nearly 157 million people. Wait, that means that some got double shots. Uh, people across the country, Union Health Ministry, these would have been the first people in India. Um, and I bet you that the people dying from the Nipah virus are of later age, are of the 62%. 
45 to 60 years of age. But it's got Most a likely. 75% death rate. But so think about this. is a virus breaks out with immunocompromised people, it's going to spread yeah. much, much faster. And they're going to get viruses from stupid things. That's right. Like people in Peru. We had the dengue outbreak in May and June. Hundreds of people died. Hundreds of thousands infected. This is what it's going to be like for the next 10 years. And every time that one of these viruses come around, people are going to be like, well, my God, we need vaccines for all these things. When the vaccines are producing the immunocompromisation. Yep. Death yep. by a thousand cuts, buddy. I know that spike protein. Yep. Um, yeah. You can't convince me that that's my solution of getting a jab that's untested or even a tested one. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's Kerala, India, where these outbreaks are happening. And 75%, at least 75% vaccination rates in that area in India. Maybe more. Hmm. What is this from? So majority of the people are allegedly vaccinated. What the heck? Well, so, I'm yeah. telling you, we are entering into a time on this planet that is absolutely chaotic. And you know what? That's okay. Because you, me, and everybody in this audience, we thrive within chaos. Chaos is okay because it is the times of greatest pessimism that we make the most strides as a civilization. Go ahead and yeah. share the. Go ahead and share this real quick. This is uh, George Soros' son Alex with Gavin Newsom at the Clinton Global uh. Initiative in New York today. Today, hmm. huh? Isn't that interesting? But what did Gavin Newsom happen to say today? Didn't Didn't Gavin Newsom come out and talk about something today? Oh, he did. Let, let's talk about this. So he meets with Alex Soros and then comes out and says, uh, California Governor Newsom boosts AI misinformation fears, complains of micro cults around Jordan, Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Newsom flagged misinformation as a pivotal issue during the Bloomberg AI interview, signifying a growing avenue where possible free speech issues arise. Newsom's concern isn't merely hypothetical, overwhelmed by fear of a so-called online micro cult scenario. Micro. If it's a cult, it's macro. He said a popular commentator, Jordan Peterson, and podcast heavyweight Joe Rogan, among others, alleged promoters of potentially harmful viewpoints. And so I really worry about misinformation, disinformation, and what's happening in our country. I really worry about these micro cults that are my kids are in. I say micro cult because I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. My son has talked to me about Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and then immediately he's talking about Joe Rogan. I'm like, here it is, the pathway. And this is Newsom's son. He's oh, talking about wow. Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm glad his son is is w- waking up to his woke dad. Dad, why are they talking about all these conspiracy <laughs> theories about you? <laughs> Talk about cults. Dad, are you in a creepy <laughs> satanic death cult? Dad, is Nancy really my aunt? Oh, shit. Do we have a political elite family that steals taxpayer dollars through embezzlement? <laughs> yes, buddy. Yes, we are. All right. Guys, it's going to be an interesting week, as always. It's going to be an interesting month, even more so. A lot of people are talking about September 23rd. Remember where you heard September 23rd first? Yeah. 
You heard September 23rd here first because it was us and Laura Lee that brought the whole heiress stuff out there with September 23rd. FYI. But anyways, Let's who go. knows what's going to happen between September 23rd and October 17th. Why That's, October 17th? Ooh. Solar eclipse. That is that time frame. Mm. That's trippy. Yep, that's that time frame. So you're going to have the the autumn equinox to the solar eclipse. That is the the one time, the energetic time frame that they will utilize if they're going to do anything. All right, guys. That's all we have for you today on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. I'm going to go ahead and give a big thanks and shout out to everybody who's donated here tonight. Derive celebrating a six-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Derive. Tim Talks English just followed on DLive. Thank you so much, Tim Talk. Go over to redpills.tv. Check us out there. Subscribe to that email address. And then go over to socialredpill.com and be a part of the fam. Climb BMX. Haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Welcome back. Gifted five one-month subscriptions to the users in the channel. Thanks so much, Climb. Uh, Grismo7 donated three lemons. Uh, yay, three lemons. Get her done, five lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Yay, and get her done. RPG3573 donated four ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Grismo celebrating a 25-month subscription streak. Damn right. Thank you so much, Grismo and RPG. Cowgale donated one lemon. Vader369 gifted a can. Thank you so much, Cowgale and Vader. Trash Man Green donated 222 gold pills. Thank you so much, Trash Man Green. Much appreciated. Kerala among the... Oh, never mind. That's uh, Vince. Give me notes. Kimba for him donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Kimba. Princess Little 8 donated one ice cream. Uh, derived. Uh, I know. Gross, huh, Ember? Absolutely. Uh, little. Thank you so much, uh, Lisa there. Grab a Fiber Volt. Lori, two lemons. And Love the Beach, one ice cream. Thank you so much for all the donations, guys. Much appreciated. Much love. God bless you guys. All you guys take care. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Tomorrow's the early show. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. We start at 8 o'clock p.m. and then AMP after hours tomorrow. Show information about that will um, come out after. So much love, respect, God bless. Take care. Have a good one. See you guys next time. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.